Blog Talk Radio. Mozart, think Mozart, huh? 
The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they medulla they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, peace. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is Nova Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill. And very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Hi, family. Welcome back to Nova Ledge Radio for another monumental episode. All right? Please get yourself seated and situated. We have another dynamic Broadcast of stuff each night. All right. On tonight's episode, for the very first time, we are opening up the airways for an inaugural guest. Dr. Angela will be pro- will be joining the program tonight. Okay, speak about life's ingredients. All right, life's ingredients. Now she has a very unique approach to this particular topic. She is going to conjoin two different topics in one and show comparisons and, and you know what I'm saying, go through uh, the particular tie-in to the ingredients in food, the unhealthy ingredients in food for that matter, and the necessary ingredients when it comes to nurturing and raising families. Okay? She has a very, very unique approach that she's going to be bringing her discussion here the radio tonight. I also believe that the sister will be live and direct in the building. She's actually going to be at Nicholas Brooklyn coming up, I think, either this weekend or next week. Don't quote me on that. We will definitely get the uh, logistics uh, momentarily for you. And you know, she's going to be making a live presentation at Nicholas Brooklyn. Shout out to King Simon. Okay? So... We definitely look forward to that, okay? She has my co-host showed up yet. Studio. Yes, the chat room is open, family, okay? Peace and blessings to the chat. Let me get more thoughts together. All right, there we go. Peace to the chat. Let's drop that in there. And let's see what we got here.
first and foremost, to everybody who joined us for Friday night episode, okay, featuring our brother, Brother Levi, out of Philadelphia. Shout out to Black and Nobel. Shout out to the callers. Shout out to Brother Reyes. Shout out to Brother Aku. Shout out to Brother Dolph who called in. We had a powerful roundtable in the wee hours of the morning going, speaking about sound frequency, DNA, melanin, you know what I'm saying, cosmology and everything. It was epic. It reminded me of the need and necessity to bring back the roundtable format and program. Because like we always say even in our lectures, we want to hear from the audience. You know, the listeners normally have so much information to share. You know what I'm saying? The bright lights are definitely in the crowd as well. So we definitely got to have that round table so we can hear from the family, we can hear from you guys, and get everyone involved in this discussion, round table. So no further ado, though, in the meantime, at the same time, let me go and get my call home. Call from the 347-650-8. Peace, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yes, peace. All right, peace to the family. Peace to the family. Welcome to Another Ledge Radio. Brother Brett Till, reporting live and direct. Uh... Yes, welcome back, everybody who is joining us tonight. Greetings. Uh, yeah. Indeed. All right now. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, family, hopefully everybody had a wonderful um, weekend. Shout out to the family in Atlanta who came out to the Warriors Conference. I've seen pictures online on uh, Professor... Chris Page, uh, Zaza Ali's page, they said it was one of the most powerful events that they've attended. You know what I'm saying? I could see by the audience it was about, it was deep. You know what I mean? Very, very deep in the hundreds, maybe five or six. So uh, shout out to everybody in Atlanta. Shout out to the NYC family that came out to the New Life Expo. Uh, Brother Azazel and his wife, Sister Jade. You know what I mean, and everybody else that uh, participated in that event, and um, oh, sure. everybody, yeah. yeah. Shout out to the New Life Expo family, everybody that I saw over the weekend that was in the building representing. Definitely got to educate, you know, through the um, little bit amount of time that I spent in the building. I wasn't there both days. I had passed through one day, you know what I'm saying, but uh. Gathered a plethora of information, a um, bunch of new contacts, uh, possible you know future guests on the program. Um, yeah, it was a major, it was major, it was a major demonstration. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. So, all right, let's get into it real quick. Uh, let's talk about today. Let's talk about today. Yes, yes, yeah. Had a very uh, magical, magical day. Um, I'm beyond grateful for the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I let the brother take it from there. Sorry, say that again. You didn't come through clear. I said I am very grateful for the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Just to be. Uh, just to be in that particular position to receive the level of blessing that we receive on a very special monumental day. 
family. Uh, today, Tuesday, October 21st, yeah, we had the opportunity to uh, be invited to the United Nations. All right. Uh, and it was very interesting. You know, I've heard people talk about their trips to the U.N., and, you know, what they were getting ready to go up in there to do, you know, <laughs> you know, hold me back, ancestors. I'm going to go in the U.N. and speak up for the people. And that's a good thing, you know what I'm saying? That's a beautiful thing. Um, I'm sure that they've had, you know, I'm not sure what happened when they went in there. And we got a chance to go in there today and be amongst diplomats, Emissaries, councils, you know, warmongers, peacemongers, things of that nature. Um, and it yeah. was a very, very interesting dichotomy at the end. Very much so. One thing that I can say with the resounding confidence is that African Americans, Negroes, and coloreds are nowhere to be found in that building, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. Oh, now I saw them. They were cleaning up. I, I, I did, I did see, them see them. My bad. <laughs> they were cleaning up, and they were the security guards. They not, security. not. It wasn't even security. No, security. They were cleaning up. Security are uh, in blackface, but they're not the American Negro. And that's a very interesting dichotomy of many places that I went. That they replaced us with people that look like us, but they're not you. They don't relate to you. Their mission is totally different from yours. And what I walked away, we walked away with a lot of things, but one of the main things that I walked away now, so I don't have to hear it from anybody else. I don't, I don't have to go to no more classes and hear nobody tell me this. I don't have to log into no one's blog talk or spend time at a lecture because time is important. Yes, we are stateless, flagless, non-representative, we damn near the invisible man on this planet, okay? And one of the main places that you can go to figure that out is the United Nations, where all nations, civilized man, the family of men, sit down and meet. They have meetings. That's all they kept reiterating to us all day. They took us in plenty of rooms where they conduct meetings upon meetings upon meetings. And what did the man say? He said, we got to meet. If we don't, we'll be at war with each other. Right. You know, it was like these meetings are mandatory. We have to meet because if we don't meet, you said children will fight, you know, and these countries have to hash out all of their indifferences and all of the, all of the other little things that pop up to keep a level or uh, an and, and aura. Right, a semblance of unity. A semblance of unity. But... The African-American Negro of the diaspora is not at the he's not present at the table. And don't for one minute ever in your life, don't for one second think that that American flag, the, the European is sitting at that table. <laughs> trying to refrain myself from birth, birth, uh, coughing up my lunch. Don't ever think that those Europeans, don't think that you got a seat at the table because you see American flag there. Partner. Okay? So 
the conversation <sighs> end of the day conversation that needs to be had amongst the collective is one of urgency and it's just it's, it's, we just need to have a common sense talk right now like you know really have to sit down and really be grown ups really be honest with ourselves you know like love everything that the conference community is doing you know what I'm saying I applaud the efforts and many people you know and what it is that they do but um you know, there's a lot of things that they're not doing. And there's a whole bunch of leaves and stones that are being unturned. You know, people are glorifying an existence of 100,000 and they're trying to solve the mysteries of the Bible and Talmud and other things. And that's great, you know what I mean, for the researchers that are out there. But, um, you know, is that everything that our community represents? You know, there's people that are, I mean, we, we can't even get into all of that tonight because we do have a show that's not on that topic. But we will have a follow-up uh, show where we're going to talk about the solutions because, you know, we just didn't go in there just to have a, a sightseeing expedition. Like, it just wasn't like a field school day trip. I didn't bring lunch with me. You know what I mean? We didn't, we didn't bring a parent's consent note. We went in there on business. We went in there to have a meeting what a very powerful, powerful sister, queen mother, salute to um, her, salute to Infinite Wiz, who was our liaison, you know what I'm saying? She was the one who facilitated everything, and she's also a fellow twin, so that was some of that twin power at work. Uh, she represents the universal Zulu nation and um, queen mother as well, you know what I'm saying? But um, my eyes were open very wide today, you know what I'm saying? I see my future see a future in global affairs, you know what I mean? I, I see how, it, and it was so simple, like I see how this thing has worked. I, I, I saw the workings, I guess the ancestors were aiding, you know, and, and they put that, they lifted some veils for me today. But I, right now, that out to my grandmother, it's, you know, it's a born day, you know. Um, so even meeting with the queen mother, you know what I'm saying? I definitely see the hand of our our grandmother. He transitioned, um, you know, last year. I definitely see her hand, you know, in play in terms of positioning and, and, and opening particular doors just to show us the larger picture. And like the brother said, you know, the community is so entrenched in conversations about what took place 10,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, 300 years ago. But what about tomorrow? Because tomorrow belongs to the babies. It belongs to the children. You know what I'm saying? Who's advocating for the children? Who's talking about what they feel is most important? Who's paying them any attention? Who knows? Are there any blog talk shows that just cater to what it is the children are interested in, how they see the world? You know what I mean? So... This particular um, conversation that we had, this meeting that we attended, we're speaking about, you know, some of those particular topics and addressing the youth, you know. And it's very interesting, interesting that the um, United Nations is a, it's a body of, of, of diplomats and it's a 
body of people, and it deals more so, you know, with people over politics. Um, but it's divided. It's divided amongst youth and elders, right? And they have a very uh, interesting outlook on what they consider the youth. And what was told to us is based on certain countries and customs, as we've heard on the program many times as well, through different lenses, whether it's been dealing with esoteric information or cold information, they say that you can be considered a youth all the way up into your 40s. Yeah, into your 40s. From 18 to 40 in some countries, um, uh, some countries and nations, 18 to 35, but primarily from 18 to 40, you're considered the youth. And this is in the eyes of the United Nations, okay? This is through this is through their eyes. That's what they're considering the youth. 18 years old to 40, you're considered an adult at 40. Now, those that are falling in the category of 18 and under, the date, those are really babies. They look at that as the, uh, the babies, you know. So we are part of, I, I would say, as a result of that, then we are very comfortable with saying that we represent the youth movement. I'm 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 cool in those clothes at this moment. I could say that I'm part of the youth. You know, we haven't crossed the forty year old threshold as of yet. Look forward to that. But we're not there yet. Right around the bend, you know, almost crossed that line. But we're still there and we still have um uh still representatives of that demographics now. One of the other main things that I walked away from the meeting today with, and I want to share this with the with the audience, and I really want to stress this, is that all of your organizations, who they will be, are your grant writers and your proposal writers. If you don't have those two people in your organization or your movement, I would say drop everything that you're doing and go and get them immediately. Get a team of them. All right. I don't care if you got to kidnap and steal them from somebody if if need be. Like whatever you have to do, get a proposal writer and a grant writer on your side immediately. Whatever ideas and um whatever plans that you're working out, formulate them in the most professional manner available to you through the uh powerful search engine known as Google can find everything that you need, all of the steps that you have to take, things of that nature through your search engine. You don't need anyone to hold your hand anymore. You have Google. So go there, find out the steps, find out how to reach out to these people. I'm going to throw some out there. Go to Oldesk, go to um, Elance. These are websites where you could get uh, people to work with you for a small fee. Not really that small, but you'll be able to find professionals who are freelancing their talents and skills to help you out. If you don't find any of those people, like I said, in your circle, go to Elance and go to odesk.com. Now, we're speaking to our network, so what we're saying is if there's anybody out there that does that, okay, that are inside of this network, KTL, the Know the Legend Network and listening to the show, or if you're listening to the show, 
you have someone outside of that doesn't listen to the show that's a grant writer or a proposal writer, we're going to say send them over here. Send them to cake, uh, hit us up at ktlempowerment at gmail.com. We have some uh, very powerful projects that we want to um, introduce to you. You know what I'm saying? We would like to see if you want to get on board with, all right? And I guarantee you they will ASAP. be worth all of your time. Huh? ASAP. ASAP. Okay. KTL Empowerment at Gmail. The window is open. Come on through. Come into the bando. And let's cook up. Let's let's cook something up, you know, because if, if you know, it's on the table. The future is yours. You just have to prepare for it. You have to plan for it. And you have to write proposals for the future. That's where it's at right now. So we got some very intelligent, wise, you know, uh, brothers and sisters in the conscious community. I mean, wise beyond their years, but there's such a thing as smart, dumb, or stupid, intelligent. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to be those people. I know that they, I, I've, I've, I've been around those people before, and they like walking tragedies because they're so smart that they become dumb. You know, they're so intelligent that they miss the of life. Some of the simple things, you know what I mean? Some of the finer yeah. things in life, like A, and B equals C. They want to create new realities and stuff like that. You know, we're not into that. They know, they know a law is mathematics, but they can't put a line sheet together for a proposal to tell me, you know, this is going to cost this and that's going to cost that. And when you add it up, that's what the budget is. Like, they want to tell me about they've read 500 books and they know about pre-dynastic Egypt, but you can't tell me what you want to do in Harlem for the next two years on paper. That shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have nothing to do with that particular paradigm. I've been very clear and forward about that. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't sit I don't see a conscious community. I don't believe in one. I think it's an oxymoron to begin with, you know, because I've traveled the country, not even the world, and I know that there's conscious communities everywhere. So it's 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 an embarrassment, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's disingenuous to try to relegate the fact that you have some information or you might consider yourself, quote-unquote, awake, but you don't see that there's other people in other places experiencing that. And there's a whole globe out there, all right? There's conscious people everywhere. Hitler was part of a conscious community in Germany. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what, what, what exactly? He was a vegan. Right. So he, yeah, he was held forward. So, like, what exactly are you calling consciousness? You know what I'm saying? Is it even forward thinking? Are you thinking forward? Are you a social entrepreneur or the thoughts that you're engaged in for the betterment of society, period, the globe in general, and the youth specifically? So, Are you futurists? Are you visionaries? You know, yeah. are, you, are, you, are, you, are you certified with certain skills and, yeah. and are you an expert in certain fields? Not self-appointed, you know, or not LinkedIn recommended. You know, on LinkedIn they recommend you. Yo, he's a creative director recommended by your baby moms. No, not that, young Jedi. You know what I'm saying? And not to say that you need somebody's paperwork to quote unquote, you know, say that you certify, but God damn it, you do. Because that's the first thing they they was asking. Yo, what do you like? What's your certification? What are you certified in? You know what I mean? 
but it, with, with you know, what are your skill set? What's your skill sets? So I would say that if you do have those skill sets and you're not certified or you don't have any accreditation for it, you should find out what's the fastest way to get that because that's how we are able to navigate and move through what we know as the matrix or this world or the global community because like Blue was saying, you know, we stand that we have monumental challenges at a local level. We know that the family, the immediate family, you know, is at a local level. Like, we're, we're, we're local, you know what I'm saying, between the 50 states and whatnot. But we also know that due to our research, studying that we've been doing, we're not studying. The majority of us are studying global history. The majority of the majority of us are studying global phenomena. The majority of us are studying things outside of New York City or Atlanta or California or South Carolina. I mean, some of us are doing monumental groundbreaking research in the 50 states and, 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 and digging up history that was hidden from us and things of that nature. But for the most part, it still takes you on a global tour, right? Right? Now, one of the things that we're not doing that I'm not seeing is we're not taking this information that we have about our global community or our global presence around the world, we're not taking that and, and, and letting it take us around the world. Now, there's, there's, there's been pictures on Facebook that I see occasionally when I go through timelines and whatnot, brothers taking pictures around monuments. You know, it seems like, you know, some brothers get up and go. You know what I mean? A lot of moors. I, I see I see a lot of moors traveling and whatnot and navigating, and that's a beautiful thing. We also have brothers and sisters that are in the armed services or whatnot. They get around the world. They go to Japan, Asia, India, Africa, and things of that nation. That's cool, you know? Awesome. You know, more power to you. But collectively, though, like organizations, groups like the NOI, you know what I mean? Shout out to... Uh, Farrakhan, I heard he was in Jamaica this weekend. Uh, somebody said that was a powerful lecture. You, you know these groups. Uh, I can't even name all of them, but you know what I'm talking about. There's different organizations that have Pan-African organizations and, you know, Hebrew-Israelite organizations and other organizations like the Global Initiative to go around the globe and do business in the name of displaced Africans in America or, you know, Aboriginal, Indigenous and Americans and things of that nature being the face of that. Not to say that it hasn't been done, but I feel like that should be um, a movement that we really need to sit back and look at and collectively fund because nothing is going to happen if everybody's sitting on their hands and, and, and a penny pension, and nobody wants to contribute. You just want to wait to see, you know, once again, the spectator sport uh, syndrome, everybody's seeing it. If the Giants are going to win this week, you know what I mean? Like, this is not football. We can't do that. We have to be all hands on deck. But I feel, and I, I've said this before, that the developing world, and this is the conversation that they're having, they're talking about uh, 
sustainability. They're talking about renewable energy. They're talking about manufacturing. You know what I'm saying? Like they're talking about development. What plans do you have to develop the world? What plans do you have to develop third world nations? What plan? What can you bring from the states over to a third world country to change that third world country from turning around and help it go from where the direction? How can you regentrify a third world country? God damn it! You know, and then I, and the cynicist, the, the the pessimist would be like, "But well, we got our own problems at home. Why we focus on them?" And then, like I say, stay in your corner. You know what I'm saying? Like, stay on your block if that's where you're at with it. I'm not judging you, you know, and that's cool. But some of us, like I said, either you're going to, because you're studying global history, you're studying, you're seeing it, you're placing yourself every single place on the earth. Elijah, Marcus Garvey, and other prophets and messengers told you that everywhere on this planet, as a, as a melanated aboriginal man, is yours. But you will still come with that argument. You know what I mean? You'll stay in that box. About, you know, why am I helping out anybody else? You're helping yourself, first of all. You're expanding your brand. You're also helping, quote-unquote, brothers and sisters who have no name. You have no state. You have no seat. You have no flag. You have no representative. Al Sharpton and me at the U.N., Jesse Jackson will have an office. There's nobody there for you. I promise you when I tell you that. And that's a fact. And they got brothers from Angola. Zambia, Mozambique, Haiti, Jamaica, uh, everywhere where there's melanated people, they got seats at the table, and they're they in there making moves. Creating budgets, multi, yeah. I'm going to do one better for you, family. I'm going to bring forward a representative that you do have in the building that you may not know, you know? And um, this is the elder, this is Queen Mother that we were speaking on. She's on the line, so I want to actually, you know, just let her, you know, let her breathe at the family real quick and, and share some wisdom in regards to the diasporic aspect of the way that we need to approach certain things. And when we talk about the fact that, you know, the issue that we have as a people is beyond the block. It's not to negate the issues that we have on the block. But what we're saying is that we approach it from the global aspect that what's needed from the block can get pieced off to the block. So we have to address, you know, the larger issue at hand. And there's resources for that. But there may not be a resource directly for the block because that's not what these organizations do. That's what your quote unquote leader is supposed to do but they not going to do that, and you already know that from what you see. Let me open up the line real quick to Queen Mother calling from the 212. Please, state. Peace, greetings. Greetings. How are you? And peace to all of you. Wonderful, greetings wonderful. As well. Wonderful. Well, yes, I'm here. And first of all, I want the young people to know that I'm an elder, and I've been holding it down. I've been involved with the world community for about 50 years and involved with the United Nations community about 40-some years. And what I've basically been doing is agitating. 
But my biggest concern about that uh, United Nations, uh, the world community, the inclusion of the young people, and also the inclusion of the African, which I tell the world that we are the displaced Africans of the Middle Passage of the transatlantic ocean of the slave trade. And we have to be included because we're large in numbers. Just in the United States, we're talking about 55 million of us displaced Africans. And we also use the word as African descendants. And so in saying that, it behooves us in hearing the warrior's son speak to, uh, to the family tonight and the sacred energy that has been displayed to all of us that we must do it for ourselves. As I have said to those who look at Africa, the returning of home and touching the soil, which some of the young people have done, uh, and we have had the blessing of our elders, Cool Hurt, KRS-One, and African Bombarda. As you know, I'm the queen mother of hip-hop, and I have my sneakers at the 40th anniversary. So I have my hip-hop sneakers. And in saying that, we were able in 2010 to bring some of the hip-hop artists because I was an ambassador of goodwill appointed by President Abdullah Wad of Senegal. And it's gory of returning home back through the door of no return. And we are working on a monument that will be launched by a young brother, uh, Rodney Leon, who designed the African burial ground in lower Manhattan. If you can get there, you need to get down there, and I'm the queen mother of the naming ceremony. And his um, uh, design was accepted by the world community. He was in a competition, and it's called the Ark of Return, which relates to Gory Island, which is in Senegal, the door of return to Mother Africa. And that is the best practice. And I heard the warrior sons also mention to you that you must be trained. And we are trained in many ways, but education is one of the keys that you need to have. You can be very, very bright, but you must use the gifts that the creator of the divine forces has granted you, which is innate gifts. And so with your intelligence, you must sharpen it on every level. You must be alert at all time, and I'm sure you heard during the time of Chairman Mao, which I was in China in 1975, and Chairman Mao and Joanne Lau was still alive in the country at the time. But they prepared young people from a nation to be able to stand alert and readiness. So that's why you from Asia, the young people, when they come here, they are alert and ready. They are trained and ready. That's what we must do. You have to become alert, sharp, and ready. So the foods that you eat is critical. What is going into your spirit energy your diet, you must look at it very, very critical. And if you're going to be around to embrace the, the alertness that you must have as African people or African descendants or displaced Africans 
of the world, not just of the diaspora itself, but of the world. And the world is waiting for you. And that's why the African Union says that you're Region 6. All last week we discussed many issues from the African Week at the United Nations, and the group is you young people, you the hip-hop generation. You have so much to offer. Look what you offered already. Don't care where you go. In the most remote places in Africa, which I have traveled, they are hip-hopping it. They may not even know the language, <laughs> but they're using the language to express. So you have changed the paradigm. The shift has happened. And it's now how do you ride it and how do you get involved and be a part of it. So the doors are open and the global community is waiting for you with your skills and abilities. And so you become global people that contribute to the world. The black man, the, the planet Earth, which as Brother Minister Farrakhan and others talk about the role of your genius, the, world, the role of your consciousness because of what you have gone through. And so what you've gone through and the experiences that you have had, you really is on a superhighway for real, based on that alone. So I say to all of you, embrace your greater selves, who you really are, and move forward in the energy that you need to be into, and that is the sacred path of life. So I leave that with you, and I would say peace to all of you. And I'm hoping at some point in time to meet as many of you as possible since I'm the Queen Mother. Remember Queen Mother Moore, who lived to be almost 100. And you can go out and Google her at every level of that on the superhighway. She talked about one issue, and that word was reparation. The world owes us. We're talking about finance. You can't talk about finance without reparation, and that's what I put on the table before the finance community. You can't talk about just the New York Stock Exchange or the stock exchanges all over the world without looking at reparations for us. Okay, that is finance. And to look at also in Africa, and protecting and understanding that the creator God of all force, whatever name you may call that force, greater than yourselves, have left you with all of the natural resources that anyone would ever want in the belly of Mother Africa. So you have to reclaim your resources. You name it, you got it. And now you have to work with it. And this is what I've been, been saying to the African Union, to member states, to presidents. So I was at the General Assembly when President Barack, Barack Obama spoke and 30 other heads of state beyond Africa that spoke on the first day of the General Assembly back in September. So there again, Queen Mother, uh, it is a golden opportunity. You have a legacy. You don't have to start at the bottom. It's time for you to take up and move forward and allow Queen Mother to have a little bit more rest that she need after 46 years holding and waiting it. So I say to all of you, stay on the sacred path of life and peace. Amen. Amen. Yes, indeed, Queen Mother. 
So I want to reiterate, you know, one more time that we are putting out a call to the family for those that do, um, you know, the grant writing, the proposal writing, and things of this nature. There is a insurmountable amount of, you know, what should I say? Uh, opportunity. Opportunity at hand at this particular time. You know what I'm saying? Where they say the pen is mightier than the sword. And this is a situation where you got the Excalibur in your hand, but that's what you do. You feel me? So you want to slay some dragons? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to get your lion all on? Thundercat, Thundercat. You need to email us, KTL Empowerment and Gmail. All right? Let's make this thing, uh, you know, let's bring it to reality. Let's bring it out of the realm of conjecture where all we do is talk about it. Let's make it a real thing. And I just wanted to say, if you hear me, I just wanted to say, too, science and technology is critical. And my god brother was Ron McNair. You know that he died in the space shuttle. Uh, exploration at Kennedy Space Center, and oh, wow. he was from the Deep South. But that was one of my, you know, godsons, or my godbrother rather. And he was studying at MIT where I was at as well. And they named the building after Ron. So those who are interested in science and technology, when you're looking at also from the film world, you're looking at all of the new uh, scientific is where they're moving, understanding that. So research is critical, but finance, because you're going to need finance to move in any direction. And the high-level meeting at the United Nations went went around the world. I let them know what I need right now is $3 trillion. I placed on the table as what I said to them is just a down payment for the greatest crime they committed against me. And not speaking of the other 54 million of us, but just me alone. So we need an instrument. And the funds I'm talking about is for Gori, the returning home starting in Gori Island. And then from there, the healing, the transformation, the tradition and the culture, the DNA. And we begin as a unit, holistically moving across the continent of Mother Africa, finding our place based on the DNA. Africa is a continent. And then those brothers and sisters who still want to remain here as indigenous peoples of the land, you need some land. Because without a land base, you have nothing else to talk about to anyone. And with a land base, then you could talk about the nation, nation time. But you can't talk about nation time when you don't even have a piece of land that you could sit on and develop and sustain in terms of yourselves. So you must look at the global world that is engaged, involved. Reformation is taking place right now, right now. Not two years from now. It's happening right now. The paradigm shift is happening right now. So I'm saying to you, young people, grab it, hold on to it, and move forward with your innovations because you definitely are innovative people. You've built the Sphinx and Pyramids. Come on, what's more? They're still trying to figure that out. That's high science. 
So just buckle down and just roll in. And don't worry about your fourth grade education. You didn't get an education. Okay? It's not late. I think to put a number out there up to the age of 40, you still considered young people, youth, young people, not by my estimation, but I think in the United States it may be a little younger. I think it's 18 to 24 in the United States, but outside of the United States, it has expanded to a, a number between 35 to 40 based on the condition and the plot. So you got time to run fast. You got the time to run fast. We're talking about now, not later. The, right. the train is already out the station, and the planes are already in the air. And I'm sure you heard about the young brother from Miami that's soloing all around the world in a plane. Go out and see what he's doing right now. And the brother who is from Bedford-Stuyvesant born is in the sea right now rowing for HIV-AIDS. And another little warrior was three months dealing with the World Cup and doing research from Queens, doing research for three months, looking at uh, peace through sports with with uh, with uh, the country, uh, Brazil, which is in Rio, and Ijoma just returning, coming back from Jamaica. So young people are moving, but we got to see more of you in the game and to show us what you really got. And roll it out. That's what time of day it is. It's no long talking about it, okay? It's no long blaming everybody, your mama, your grandmama, your daddy wasn't there and all that other stuff. That That's over. Nobody interested in all that. When you have young people in a ditch had to leave their home and being their, their, their friends from school is dead on top of them in a ditch, and they are surviving right now while I'm on the phone talking to you. Got to go Fact. beyond that energy. Fact. Okay? The credit yeah. is with you. So let's just move forward. And I would say, again, peace upon all of you and stay on the sacred path of life. Peace and love, Queen Mother. And let them know that we call Ebola. Yes? I said let them know what we call Ebola. Oh, yes. Uh, well, we got great young scientists uh, has been talking about that. And we call it, it's nothing new. When they see that, look like you're going to move, in spite of you being executed every day, okay, you're still moving. They don't understand this target that continues to move. And we call what they're talking about Ebola, we call it Obola. It's something old, been discussed before and dealt with before. And it's time for our young scientists to understand we have young scientists can tell you all about viruses. You walk with viruses every day, all day. That's right. For you to survive. But you have to understand what all that means and what's really happening on the continent. And uh, thank uh, Nigeria. Uh, good luck, Jonathan. Uh, the president, they got a handle on, on it because there again, many of the Nigerians, even in this country, is highly trained. So your education is number one. I would advise you to do it. I don't care if you do it in agriculture or you do it in research, but just 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 challenge your mind, like you challenge your 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 voice and 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 the basketball that you dribble all over the place. 
you know, now you're going to take that mind and twist that mind because that's a gift that has been given to you from the creator, the God force within you. That's an innate gift that you have is your your mind, is your mind. No one can give you that. Your intelligence and your intellect is a gift, okay? Or being intelligent is a gift. Intellectual is just figuring it out, what, what paradigm you're going to use to demonstrate that, but that's something greater than the books that they give you in school. You mm. know, the thinking capacity is a gift. So use it, you know, and we just try to frame it by saying education. It's all kind of education, but just get it, you know, learn some basic skills, reading and writing and arithmetic. And I could, next time I talk to you, tell me, Queen Mother, I'm a geek because I'm coding right now. Okay, not that I get on the okay. computer and just sit on it for a minute, but can you code? Can you really program it? And you buying it? You're probably the only group buying more computers and sneakers than anybody else in the world. But can you make a pair of sneakers? Can you produce anything outside of of buying everything, becoming a consumer, day in, day out, day in, day night, and day? Okay? Stop being a consumer and look at yourself as one who can produce and control and be able to hold on to the energy that the Creator has given you in your mind consciousness. And that's what we need from you young people. So go forward and do what you must do, because you're destined to do so, and the world is waiting for you. So peace upon all of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Upon you. Um this brief amount of time that you spent with us has been lovely. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a show within itself, so we are definitely honored to be blessed by your uh, beautiful presence and, and your wonderful, uplifting words. You know what I'm saying? And we're, we're able to give people just a slice of what we experienced today by being in your presence. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was just such a very humbling experience, you know, uh, to see somebody so, um, you know, small in stature, but gigantuan in their spirit, in their strength. You know what I'm saying? Very humbling. Yes, we tell the young people to go out and Google Queen Mother, um, Queen Mama Africa, after our dearly beloved sister passed, uh, Mary McKeever. The young people in 2010 at the World Festival of Black Arts and Culture in Senegal raised me up as the Mama Africa. So go out to Queen Mama Africa, and you go out to Queen Mother uh, Blakely or Dr. Blakely. I do have a doctorate. And then you can go out and just Google me, none sues Walt Disney for $1 billion. I did it for you all, Sister Act. Many of you probably seen it. And they are thieves out there. You have to protect protect your rights as well. Protect your property, your intellectual properties. You must learn how to protect that as well. And so I sued them for $1 billion. Go out and see it. None sues Walt Disney for $1 billion against Sister Act. And so it's for you all. You all are the future. I'm an elder, and I'm intergenerational as an elder. So there again, it's about finance. 
It's about leaving a legacy behind to you young people so you can go on and do what you must do. So, again, Queen Mother just want to say peace upon you and stay on the sacred path of life. And I can't wait to meet all of you. Absolutely. We give thanks, love, and light. Um, just experiencing a little technical difficulty with my studio family. Uh, just give me one second to situate these uh, these configurations and buttons and what have you. Our guest is in the building tonight. I think that uh, it's a beautiful segue to tonight's show. So the minute I get the board back up, we will get directly into tonight's program. Uh, Dr. Angela, if you are on the line and I see that you are, <clears throat> we will be with you momentarily. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for the family for attending tonight's broadcast. Again, if you can, uh, share the link on your networks. We did put the link up rather late. Uh, share it on your Twitter and your Facebook and what have you. Let the family know that you are here on the radio, rocking with the best, okay? Give me one second, y'all. Yes, and again, like I said, to the writers, grant writers, proposal writers, you know, those who want to be a part of this history, Empowerment at gmail.com. Okay, Empowerment at gmail.com. Like Mother said, we're doing this for the babies. You know what I'm saying? We're doing this for the youth. Finally giving them a voice and a platform where that voice can be heard globally, globally. And as we open up the doors and the corridors of communication, you will learn that, you know what I'm saying, many of the problems that we play, that we're played with as a people, you know, as a younger generation, many people around the globe also share those particular difficulties. All the solutions for those problems often lie with the community of youth throughout the globe. All right? And if we can open up the change of that communication, we can get some answers. We can get some solutions. You know what I'm saying? And we definitely can get some remedy if we approach it as a global issue. Give me one second. My um, my board is coming up. It's taking time. Brother Reddy, you still there? I'm still here. Are you having um difficulties? Just slight difficulties. Um, you know how my computer be working great all day. The minute the show comes on. You know what I'm saying? Things start slowing up. So just give it one second. I had to refresh the page, and I'm waiting on the studio to pop up. But I will be getting to these buttons momentarily. All right? All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. In the meantime, in between time, family, this program is sponsored by SoulGoldBiz.com, S-O-L-E-G-O-L-D-B-I-Z.com, as well as KingsCounty.BigCartel.com. That's K-I-N-G-Z-K-O-U-N-T-Y.BigCartel.com, right? And I believe um, this upcoming Friday Friday night's program is going to be featuring the return of our brother, Jerry Miller. All right, Jerry Miller 
was here about two months ago with his wife, Sandra Frazier. They had a, a an astounding program on KTL. It went viral, you know what I'm saying? It did like 10,000 downloads in, in, in a month and a half or something like that. So, you know, that brother carries a very um, special spiritual angelic energy with him. He'll be back on Friday to do some more healing. He on KTL Radio, bring some more information to the family, all right? He is returning to New York as well to do another uh, seminar, all right? But you'll get to all of that information this upcoming Friday on that upcoming episode. You do? So, with no further ado, though, uh, I want to get into the description of tonight's show so we can get directly into the, um, you know, the phone lines, open up the phone lines, you know, I'm guessing. So, that should be happening, like, any minute now. You know, this computer's taking its time, but it is loading. I got, like, dial-up speed or something. It's crazy. <laughs> Give me a second. Shout-out to Brother Rich, Underground Railroad. Um, we have the fourth installment out on his YouTube channel. Definitely want to go and check that out. You know, this is the entertainment issue uh, episode over on... UGR Radio, uh, his YouTube channel, you know what I'm saying? When in Rome, part four, that's actually the name of the series, When in Rome. Okay, so this is the fourth installment of that. We call it the Entertanglement episode, where we coin that phrase and, you know, we go into some some examples that pretty much solidified in your mind's, your mind's frame as to what it is we're talking about because we'll be utilizing that term quite frequently. As of now, because I love the terms we create. Entertanglement. The peculiar phenomena of the merging of life and art. You know what I'm saying? And life needs art and they borrow from one another. So check that out. He also has an amazing episode up there with the elder Dick Gregory. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who we definitely have to bring back to the program very shortly as well. So check that out over at UGR Radio or Underground Radio on the Blog Talk format. So with no further ado, I want to present to you caller from 732-8995. Caller, welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. You are live. Oh, I had that lined up. Did you read your description? I will in a second. Let me just make okay. sure I get the line with the first. Call up from the three two three seven three two. Peace, greetings. Peace, hello. Welcome. Hey. Welcome. Thank you. Yes, our apologies for getting, you know, a, a later start than we anticipated. We had a very special impromptu guest this evening. Oh, that's that, okay. you know, Mother came through, and it was a beautiful Absolutely. Segue. It's a nice program. I want to read this description very briefly, and then we can jump right into it, okay? Okay. Join us tonight as Know the Ledge Radio rolls out 
the purple carpet for the inaugural appearance of Dr. Angela. Mm. Our wonderful host will be exploring the correlation between harmful ingredients in the food and the healing aspects of the ingredients that go into nurturing and healthy families from a mother's perspective. Can you have one without the other? Or do they cancel one another out? Tune in tonight for this most appropriate topic. So with no further ado, can you please, uh, you know, introduce yourself to the family, you know what I'm saying, give them a brief introduction. Yes, hi everyone. Yes, hotep to this family. I want to give honor to our ancestors because without them we would not be where we are. And I just want to introduce myself. I'm 34 years old. I have eight beautiful children. Um, I'm in school now to be a doctor, but I call myself doctor now because, you know, I've been healing my family and friends for, you know, God knows how long. You know, I'm the one everybody calls when something is wrong. I'm the one, you know, when they don't listen to me and then something happens, I'm the one everybody's calling. Yeah, so I'm the one everybody calls. So, um, you know, just for me, say that again? I said, so you're a doctor. That's what gives you your wings. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, just for me, uh, being in school and, you know, when you start learning the truth, you know, I'm the type of person I want the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So I will search and search and dig and dig until I find that absolute truth. So, you know, that's what I've done with health because I went to school and, I'm, you know, for my master's, I, you know, got it in biology. So I came into, you know, natural health on the scientific aspect. So that's how I got into it. So I remember I was probably 21. And my husband at the time, you know, he was from Jamaica. And he showed me real sugar cane. And I said, this doesn't look like the Domino sugar I've been using in my house for the last, you know, 21 years. I said, what is going on here? So just from that, you know, experience, I just said, okay, well, if this is a lie, then something else must be a lie. So that, you know, it catapulted into me, okay, I want to be a natural doctor. That's what I'm supposed to do. So, you know, with me teaching children, and I teach, you know, young adults, I teach college and things like that, you know, I come into meet people, and, you know, we're really walking around here dead. You know that show, The Walking Dead? That's literally what's going on. We're walking around here dead. And, you know, it affects our spirituality. It it affects how we learn, how we perceive things, how we deal with our families. And, you know, I meet so many young women. And, unfortunately, we're not – I think we've misconstrued this independent thing, you know, that came from European women, which was never our issue. But I think we're confusing that with what our role still is in the house and in the community and in our families. You know, and I, I try to tell, you know, women, especially women, because, you know, we're the first nurturer of a human child. So we have to remember that when we are having children and we have our husbands and we're married in our household and we're going out to work, it still applies to the same thing. See, if we nurture the child, we nurture the family. We nurture the family, we nurture the community, and then we nurture the world so it doesn't stop. So I try to get people to understand, you know, we as women, we have to make sure that our children, whoever we're with, who we're dating, whoever we're, you know, we have to make sure everyone's eating healthy. 
And it's a, it affects us to the point where people don't understand when we eat certain things, what it makes us do, how it makes us feel, because, you know, most people don't know. So that's really what my goal and my mission is, of course, to, you know, enlighten our people on what black history is and how, you know, this really isn't our diet at all. And I'm still searching for what our real diet is. And, you know, that's going to take me the rest of my life. I'll be a student forever. But, you know, I try to get people to understand that we have to watch what we eat. We have to understand what's going on, what is in our food, all these changes, all these diseases, you know, rising. It is a direct correlation to the food. It's not a mishap. It's not by accident or something else. It's really how we're eating, and it affects us. And, you know, our ancestors are calling us, and they're trying to speak to us. We just have to open up our consciousness to hear them so that we can live better. Because, like, the job I'm working at now These kids are like 17 to 24, the food they eat. I mean, I tell them every day, oh, you're drinking cancer today. Okay. You're drinking diabetes today. Okay. And I keep telling them, you know, you either pay for it now or you're going to pay for it later. So either way, you're going to pay for how you're living. And, you know, I try, and they come around, you know, little by little, they, you know, because I try to get them to understand and I'll show them some research and things that I've come, you know, to find out and it helps them. I take them in baby steps. It's hard for people because I'm one of those people. Once I find out something, I go for it. I don't wait. But I know everybody's not like me. So I have to, you know, walk people through the baby steps to this wonderful, healthy lifestyle we're supposed to be living because it's not a diet, you know. That's how we're supposed to live, period. So that's what I'm glad you put that. That I'm glad that you said that, you know, because of false indoctrination, the fact that people were raised this way, and this is all they know, when you tell them, you know, about what we would call alternative ways, you know, saying to see themselves, it's really the original way in which they see themselves or the most meaningful way, but they look at it as a quote-unquote diet. Like, right. Absolutely. It is. Going Absolutely. Through the law and, and their own concepts and nutrition. Now, do you ever get, you know, people start throwing the protein boomerang at you when you start speaking about their, uh, you know, um, food decisions and things of that nature? Wait, say that again? People start throwing protein at you. How are you going to get your protein? You know? You gotta eat. Well, you, How you doing protein? But yeah, what I get a lot is this is what I get. I get most of the time it's either we're gonna die anyway, so I might as well die happy, or I get uh, but you know this is just what I like to eat, so it tastes good and that means it's good for me. Those are normally the you know the two types that I get, and I try to. Then we get some people who say, well, you know, I eat vegetables and I do this, and then when I go into you know it depends on what source your vegetables came from. When I go into, you know, there's certain things, if you look at this, I said, let me see everything you eat. I have to write it down on a piece of paper. I have them write down everything on a piece of paper. Then I say, you know what, just bring the food in. So I'll have them bring the food in. When when I start reading labels with them and they get to understand that, you know, this really is the same food. They just make it one million ways in the supermarket and sell a billion products, but it's really the same damn thing that we can't even digest. So when I go into the history of things and the history of food, then it starts to open up their eyes. Now, I remember one scene in the Matrix movie. Remember when uh, 
you know, they said that sometimes it's dangerous to try to get a mind open because they're so far deep into it. I kind of yeah. have to feel people out when I'm doing it because I don't, you know, when you try to tell people what to, you know, to do that's right and it goes against their natural way of living, it can cause problems. So I kind of have to feel out the energy vibe before I go really, because I try to win people over with my conversation before I really give them, you know, the meat and potatoes of what they need to do. But it is, I do get a lot of fights. I do get a lot of, oh, you're, you know, this is a conspiracy and you're just saying that because you're black and you're racist. I get that a lot too. So, you know, it doesn't do anything to me. It just makes me want to do it even more. But I get a lot of resistance. But I kind of try to use, like, if I this is why I try to use baby stuff with them. Let's see what it is that you do like that's healthy, and why don't we increase your intake of that? You know what I mean? And let's not take away your sugar. Let's replace it with the sugar that's good for you. So I kind of work with people that way instead of just, you know, cold turkey. Let's turn into vegans tomorrow because that's very hard for people to do. Very hard. Yes, very hard. I'm trying to actually, I think, I know I want to be a vegan, but I need, you know, more training in it and more, you know, enlightenment because that's one thing that does bother me a lot. I don't like the fact that, you know, I just, I could be so much further, just like we the people can be so much further to me if I was taught these things at a young age. So uh-huh. it's more like I'm trying to catch up time, like, oh, my God, I, you know, I want to study this. I got to do that. I will get this book. I got to read that because I don't, I don't like not knowing. So that's why anytime I meet somebody, I want them to know what I know so that they can be enlightened as well. So I'm really on a mission because this is why I want my own school. I want my own college because we have to get these kids from six weeks old all the way up because this is a lot. I mean, you know, we used to go to school for 40 years. We try to, you know, we don't want to do that anymore. So I just, I really, really just go very hard with what I do when I have my students and I meet people because people are dying, especially in the black church because, you know, my parents, you know, they're ministers. So I'm so tired of hearing how this pastor died and this person died. And it's like, y'all in the church, you know, you're praying to this Jesus and stuff, and, you know, you're dying because you're not dying. And these people are in their 40s. Wow. Having heart attack, getting cancer. It's horrible. It's all because they want to eat fried chicken. Mm. The McDonald's. So it's horrible. It's really horrible. And, you know, the lack of knowledge is the worst thing because a lot of people, you know, they really think they are eating healthy. But, you know, I drink whole spring water and I do this and... It's still not it. So, you know, it's a lot of work we got to do collectively as a people to help yes. stop this. You know what I do sometimes? I ask uh, the brothers and sisters, you know, to say that they're eating healthy. You know, I say, have you ever been to Whole Foods or Trader <laughs> Joe's? Yeah. And they're like, nah, you know. Exactly. Nah, and I'm going to tell you what they told me before. Because, you know, I know what talking white is. Like, I, I know what talking white is. I understand that, you know, sometimes people have an inflection on their voice. Like, talking white to me is not sounding intelligent. It's right. like, you know, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's that. It's like mimicking the tonality right. of European. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's something right. that people could turn on and off. So mm-hmm. I get that. But somebody told me that eating healthy was eating white one time, and I almost fell out. Mm-hmm. And I said, what are you talking about? And they was like, I ain't eating whole foods. That's white people. you eating like you white. And I was like, wow. And I had mm. to step back and say that the psychosis of our people has reached such a, a level that they don't even realize. And, but then I was like, they don't know. They don't know that Elijah Muhammad, they don't know that Dr. Sebi, they don't know that right. Dr. Africa, they don't know that right. Queen of Four, they don't know yes. that our people were the ones who brought holistic eating and health to the exactly. masses and their literature. In the, and right. this was a movement that was taking place from the from the 50s and the 60s and the yes. 70s and things. Mm-hmm. This is not a European concept. This is something mm-hmm. that they adopted and they created a business model out of it. That's why it's a multi-billion dollar industry. It's part mm-hmm. of an industry that is something that they never created. I, and I tell them, I was like, look, if you only knew the uh, aboriginal diet of these people that you're claiming are the poster child of healthy eating, you would smack yeah. yourself. Sure would. <laughs> You would smack yourself. They sure we're talking is. about rare steaks. We're talking about pigs. We're talking yeah. about uh, uh, all kind of, you know, um, just anything that's crawling and, and moving around. So where did I, I said, where did you get that from? They was mm-hmm. like, well, when you go into hopefuls, all you see is white people. I said, you see them in there because you don't see them in Seatown and Kroger's anymore because that's they right. know something. It's not about, yeah. they, like, they know that there's something, they know where to stay away from. They're not yeah. eating, they're not shopping in your supermarkets anymore because the word is out. I don't know if they mm-hmm. got a forum, they belong to a different kind of internet, yeah. but they know that that food is killing you niggas. You yeah. understand? And they, they and, 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 and they have created, uh, they've tapped into an industry and they've created their own supermarkets and that's where they're going to eat. But you have your own. You come from the south. You come from farmland. You used mm-hmm. to eat food that was picked out from from right out of the backyard. That's right. That same kale that cost ten dollars a pound. You grew that originally. Mm-hmm. That lettuce that was over the overpriced, the stuff that you attributed to Europeans. That's all of our stuff. That's so right. it, it just it blows me away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just blows me away to disconnect. But yeah, our people are saying that that's eating white. Yep. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. You know, jogging, that's a white thing. Um, Yeah. Vegetables is a white thing. You know, speaking with any form of intelligence, that's white. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard. No, cardio. (laughs) It's horrible. Anything that involves cardio, if you're doing cardio, that's white. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Cardio. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I yep. mean, it's interesting. Very. Interesting. Very and that's what I try to tell my students, you know, everything is connected. It's not disconnected. So the way you eat, that affects how you live, your job, what you choose. All of those things are connected. So I try to get yeah. them to look at everything holistically and not separating everything. Look at it holistically. you got to take the whole and then you break it down. And, you know, it kind it helps them. And, you know, they get to see it. Like today I got a... a phone call from my mother. Oh, Angela, you was right. Because, you know, they have diabetes. And I told them, don't eat the diet products. That's actually worse than the regular products. 
So she yes. comes back and tells me, oh, you can't. They was right. The doctor said not to do the diet. So I got her to go to, like, one of those natural uh, nutritionists, and, you know, it's really, really helping. And it's just sad because, you know, we have these kids. They're overweight. They are dying. They are sick. I have students with, you know, cysts in their breasts. You know, endometrial, all types of stuff is going on. And, you know, these kids are so much more worried about things that don't even matter and drinking. And it is like, it's like I walk into a zoo. Mm-hmm. But I'm the one they always come to. I'm the one, you know, they sneak in my window. They come to the I'm the one that I have to write all these passes to get them out because this is a life-changing thing. We have to approach it as we're changing lives. It's not just your diet. We're changing your life. Yes. So this is how, you know, I really deal with health and I really deal with people about, you know, we have to do better, we have to live better, and we have to eat better. And we have to make the choice. The same way we love buying Jordans and we love looking nice and we like buying them Gucci bags, we can go buy some healthy milk. We can go buy some organic fruit because, you know, black people be the first ones to tell you we can't afford something. Mm-hmm. But we look nice all the time. Yeah. We, we, we have found our way to ex- afford them yeah. $250 Jordans, though. Exactly. But you couldn't buy yourself some organic lettuce so you could eat. Because it's not going to fly with me. You know, I always try to get them, you know, and then I recommend certain stores. Like I tell people, you know, Trader Joe's is cheaper than Whole Foods. You can go there. Uh, You know, certain stores you shop at, they do have organic brands. Just look out for these certain ingredients. You know, stay away from these labels. There's even a lot of organic stuff. They're playing games. So, you know, we have to watch that too. They're trying to put stuff in there because they let all these major companies come in and buy them. And once they buy them, they put their little chemicals in there. So, you know, I just try to tell people, read labels. I give them my five big no's. I tell people all the time, five big no's you got to stop today. White sugar, canola oil, soybean oil, high fructose corn syrup, and MSG. Those five, like, that that has to be stopped today. So those are the five things, like, when I meet people, that has to come out of the diet immediately. And then when I, go, and then when I tell them, go look at all the food that you buy. Every ingredient I just said is in every single item you're eating. Then you wonder why when you take vitamins, it doesn't work. Then you wonder why you try to go exercise, it doesn't work. Because you can't detox until you've stopped consuming what's toxifying you. So, you know, people wonder, oh, I take vitamins and this stuff doesn't work. How can it work? It's, it can't. It can't even absorb into your tissues to start working. You have so much toxins in there. So this is why I try to get people to, you know, if we have to flush out. I tell people all the time. Even if you're not going to change the way you eat, at least eat fiber every day and drink water. Because it's just some people, they ain't changing nothing. But if I can at least get you to drink some, you know, eat some fiber, get some raw fiber in you, it will help a little bit. So, you know, it's I try any way I can find to get somebody to do something a little better, I try to, you know, any way I can do it. I try to do it. Because, you know, we have children now who are, we have 10-year-olds and 8-year-olds now with diabetes. So it is really out of control. It is. And our kids are just getting bigger and bigger. They're not getting healthier at all. Uh-uh. Not at all. And I hate to see it. Because they're going to get Are you 
you know, are you familiar with the um, what Michelle Obama implemented by way of, you know, changing the diet or the quote unquote? I'm sorry, my apologies, but the uh, the food layout in the schools and what have you. How have the schools been responding to that? You know, do you have any direct feedback from students? Because I've been reading some reports that says that there's a major pushback. You know, like the children aren't, they weren't prepared, they weren't ready for it. Some of them, you know, are totally not into vegetables or healthy eating. You know, the parents are complaining that they weren't raised like they're not into health. Yeah. I don't know too much. I mean, I've seen Michelle Obama do a couple of her ads and things that I thought was very good. You know, I mean, anything promoting healthy living I'm going to support, but I don't necessarily see a change in what they're feeding our children in public, you know, schools and government agencies at all. I've seen the food, you know, sometimes I go into the cafeteria to sit with the kids just to see what they're eating. I'm not seeing... I'm not seeing it better. It's not better to me. I see, you know, soggy string beans. I see these structures in the food. That just, I can't even tell you. The last time I went, what was it, five months ago, going to the cafeteria because I just started working at this job. They're like, Ms. Anderson, come with us. i got to show you this food. We eat it so disgusting. We go in there. It's barbecue chicken, rice, and some vegetables. In the rice, it, was, it wasn't even hair. It's a, I'll say it's a fiber. But it was a long, stringy, gray-looking thing. So that was in the rice, and then it was in the chicken. Then the students tell me when they take showers that all of their skin breaks out in rashes. So this is the same water that they're drinking. So what I started doing was I just brought water to school in my classroom. I was bringing a glass bottle of water. Anytime they wanted water, I was bringing it to school so they could just drink it in my room. I was bringing food in my you know, in the classroom to give to them because the food is just terrible. I don't see an improvement. I think what they're doing in the pub, in public schools and the government, you know, places that have kids is they are changing the way the food looks, but it's the same toxic garbage. They're just changing how it looks. So instead of it looking like it's, you know, from the garbage can, they they present it prettier so it looks like it's okay. But the food is absolutely still disgusting, health-wise anyway, because the kids always have stomach aches. They don't even have them even want to go eat because the food just tastes horrible to them. So I don't necessarily see an improvement, you know, with what kids are getting. Interesting. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. And then the juices that they're giving them, you know, the fountain drinks that are there, I'm not really seeing it. I think it's a good, it's an agenda they're pushing, I think, to look good to us that they really care, but they really don't. It's cosmetic. It's very cosmetic. Because there's no way you could, like, ship that to somebody and say, oh, I care about how you're eating and ship this garbage to these kids. So where does that leave us? You know what I'm saying? At this particular place, if we can't intercede with our children sitting in the home, if it's not happening in school, you know, even Mayor Bloomberg, ex Mayor Bloomberg, tried to regulate the uh, soda companies here in New York about the 32 ounces and things like that. He got mm-hmm. blowback. 
you know, maybe the night just have to blow back. So you know that you're dealing with some powerful lobbies. You know, if if we can't intercede at any level and the train is already off the tracks, you know what I'm saying, going downhill, where where are we gonna be left at? You know what I mean? What are we left with? As you heard, you know, we were just speaking about the youth we were <clears throat> talking about global initiatives, you know, when it comes to issues dealing with the youth. I think that health is one of the most paramount issues. Like I said, I know teenagers that are 24, 25, and they've never eaten a vegetable. They've never eaten right. a yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't go nowhere near it. You know, only thing mm-hmm. they've known their entire lives is soda, Gatorade, Sunny D, yeah. you know, and, and all of the um, salty, sugary foods prior to that. Yep. You know, so what is the forecast? Like, are there any statistics that are out there in the research that's being done that's going to be looking at where we're going to be as a people 10 or 15 years on top of the fact that nobody's talking about Fukushima? Yeah. I know this is why I'm doing my own research. I'm actually trying to get the Nobel Prize. I'm so serious. Um, I don't – this is the thing, and I'm. this is just me keeping it totally – Realistic. Unless we really come together and just stop buying this crap and do what the Black Panthers did, which was feed our own selves, it's uh-huh. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We have to really come together and say, you know what? We don't need to buy this. We don't need to buy this. We have a brother over here who sells this, you know, nice, beautiful, you know, water. We need to, that's what we need to buy. Let's come together and buy it. Because I told all my friends, let me tell you something. This time when the taxi turns come, you get to buy your little cute little outfits. You get one or two outfits. And guess what? We need to put our money together and do what we've been talking about doing for the last five years. The, the time has to stop now. Or we're not going to get it done. It's just not going to happen. The only reason why this is going to be perpetuating and it's going to be incessant is because we keep doing it. Gatorade wouldn't have no money if we stopped buying it. None of these companies would have any money if we stopped buying it. When we have people who know how to make these drinks, I mean, I'm going to seminars with, you know, with King Simon, and I'm drinking lemongrass, you know, tasting iced tea, and it's totally natural. There's nothing toxic in it, and the drink was absolutely delicious. That's what we need to be giving our children. That's what we need to be feeding them every day. And it's not going to happen unless we come together collectively and do it. Because the kids don't know nothing. They only take My My apologies, sister. That was a delayed bomb. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, shout out to um shout out to uh why is my mind flipping me? Red, please help me on this. What's the elder that makes the uh the drink easier? She listens to the program, she's probably listening to me now, like, what's wrong with you? Uh. <laughs> Sister um Talibur. Sister Talibur, shout out to Sister Talibur. She does things with those drinks that are worthy of international inquiry. Like, 
there need to be scientists coming from multiple continents getting in the lab to try to figure that thing out, you know. Mm-hmm. Those drinks, they touch part of my spirit. That's that's how deep down they go. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, wow. Yeah. The essence, the essence in those drinks, the way that they just start manifesting good feelings throughout your body, you know, and talking to your DNA, to be bottled and made available, children would love this. They gravitate to it. Because it's a yeah. familiar, uh, palatable taste, you know, but then it has something else going on that's lingering that will pretty much interest them to be like, yo, I need some more of that. You know? Yeah, I agree. Well, I thank you for having me today. Indeed. We are. A wonderful time, but I have to be rested for these children in the morning. <laughs> I got two callers in the, in the call queue. Can you just okay, no, that's fine, yeah. That's fine. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's go to caller from the 720-720-caller, 256-720. Peace to you. Yo, yo. Yo, peace, family. What's up, Nota Lange? Phil. Appreciate y'all, sister, dropping some more uh, pertinent information in the black community. Definitely need. Um, well, you know, I was, I was sort of writing some notes from the beginning um, with the elder, with the elder queen on. She was talking about uh, the influence of hip hop in uh, Africa, well, globally, but you know, specifically in Africa, and how you know hip hop can be used as a a tool, you know, to move mm-hmm. us forward and a catalyst since the whole world community is vibrating on, you know, this energy called hip hop and identify it, you know, with the conscious, you know, uh, beings in this world, you know, something that we need to take back to really, you know, go back to the beginning of what hip hop really stands for and the fifth element of hip hop being, uh, I think it's education or culture, one of them things that's missing. It's MCM, breakdance and graffiti and art and, uh, you know, that fifth element of culture, but Mm-hmm. That really that really stuck with me because we can actually use that and as a filter to filter into other you know uh, contrivances or communities that will seek to destroy us or against our agenda. You know, like the younger uh, white kids, you know, they kind of having a hard time going against black people in rebellion and holding up the, the white supremacy because you know they deifying us now. We bringing that back, you know, with the hip hop mm-hmm. thing. You know, you go to all the hip-hop concerts, it's 70, 80% Europeans. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, so I love that. Um, but then with the with the diet, um, you know, I got personal testimony. I've probably been eating straight for, well, on and off for a few months now, but just like recently, these past two or three weeks, you know, I really had no meat. Um, you know, been eating natural fruits and vegetables and um it's important that you say we get that agua and uh, the fiber in the mm-hmm. diet because I've been eating, uh, I've been drinking like alkaline water with water that has the pH level of uh, seven, mm-hmm. seven and a half or higher. Right. I've been drinking that lately and consciousness has been expanded um, and eating black canola spelt, which is all high in fiber. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been on that. Crazy. But, uh, you know, I can feel the difference. You know, it's in my intellect, 
and, you know, my energy. You know, I'm not even as tired anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll work for eight, ten hours, and I'm still good. Yeah. But that diet is super critical. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, I just wanted to echo those sentiments. And that goes to uh, some of Bobby Hammond's sentiments. He, he talked a lot about the the 85 percenters versus 15 percenters. And I don't think the masses will pick up on the vibration, but as so long as we do the 15 percenters and 5 percenters, you know, so long as we're doing our thing, eating the right foods, listening to the right music, reading the yeah. right books, educating our children properly, doing what we got to do, then, you know, we'll have an influence on the 95ers or the 85ers in that because they'll just follow what the trend is anyway. Yeah. So, you know, with respect to changing, you know, the condition of our people, I think that we just got to be on our square. And then, you mm-hmm. know, the rest of us will follow suit. Indeed. That's very true. Indeed. Well, yeah, that's all I wanted to say, man. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yes, indeed. All right. Indeed, brother. Peace, Peace family. Okay, family, let's go to the 443 caller from the 443-261-443 caller. Peace to you and yours. Hi, um, hello, uh, Dr. Angela Red and Blue. Hi. Um, uh, my name is Keisha, and I have a quick question. Um, I'm not sure if I missed it earlier. I tuned in a little late, but um, you mentioned something about the canola oil. And um, can you elaborate a little bit on that, why uh, yes. canola oil? Yes. Um, canola oil, number one, that there's no fruit or plant on the planet called canola oil. That word right. came from the word Canada and oil and combined it. So what they did was they used a plant that they used to make mustard gas in World War II. That's mm-hmm. the plant that they're using to make canola oil. So what happened was, I believe it was in the 1930s or 40s, something wrong with the year. You know, they had this big crop in Canada. So, you know, the FDA was paid $50 million back then to say that this was healthy to consume when it's not. Mm-hmm. So this is an oil that shouldn't even be in our bodies, but, you know, because it has a high burning capacity and it's a good frying oil, you know, it's promoted to people as it's healthy and it doesn't have a lot of fat in it, but it's totally toxic to the body. Now that when you look at canola oil um, on a chromatography machine, that's the only oil that the body can actually process because of the acidic, the um I believe it's uh, ureic acid, the low level. That's the lowest oil. The rapeseed, that's what you're talking about, the mustard and the turnip, the rapeseed. Yeah. That scientifically, it was in the 1970s by two, I believe they were uh, Canadian uh, university students. Now, I've always been told, and we've been doing this back and forth, and I just want to make sure, that is the, the lowest glycemic index of any oil out uh, on the planet. That's the lowest consumption. So we've, you know, I mean, we've looked this up. That's why I just wanted to know what you knew about about that oil because, yeah, you're absolutely right. They do use it for burning fuel and, you know, all of that. But the glycemic index for that is, is the lowest of any other oil out here we can put on our skin, in our hair, or even to eat. So I, that's why I wanted to know, you know, what else, you know, did you know about that and what other oil would you recommend because well, you, to, right. Go ahead. 
Well, because to live scientifically now, I do agree with what you're saying. We just have to kind of pull out and we have to stop and we have to grow our own foods because even at Whole Foods, that stuff is coming from China. 365, yeah. that's straight from China. Exactly, if you go to right. Giant, Chinese own everything. And mm-hmm. if you look at the soil, you know, we don't know what's going on with the soil. So oh, we really can't exactly. say that we didn't yeah, grow our exactly. own food. Our bodies, right. we do have to kind of make sure that, you know, we are on both sides of the fence when it comes to the shift because you can't be totally right. organic in a toxic world. You're not going to make it. That's There's, right. you know, a, a spiritual balance there that's got to mm-hmm. happen in the middle. But, um, I've really been doing some research on, on chromatography and figuring out when you eat certain greens and certain foods, what happens in the body, mm-hmm. certain fruits. Because an orange comes from a tree, it's not good for you to eat. Right. You know, so there's certain things. So I really would like to know what kind of oil. The body definitely needs needs oil. But if not canola, then what, what oil would you recommend? Well, I know for me and the research that I have done, unrefined oils from nuts are the best oils you can use. Because even if, even the glycemic index, even if it is higher, your body's still going to absorb it because it's coming from those nuts. I know with me, when I do want to saute or fry something, I use unrefined grapeseed oil. I also use unrefined raw coconut oil if I want to do that as well. So those are two I use for cooking. And these, now how about you know, the, I'm sorry. So what about the uric acid? Well, the, that it, this is the thing. When you're getting it from the natural source, your body knows what to do with it. So even though like the glycemic index is higher, when you get mm-hmm. the unrefined oils, you're not going to have that absorption problem. See, a lot of times these oils are refined and they're still processed, which is what's causing the problem. When they give us that first express out of those seeds, Mm-hmm. You don't have that, and you're not going to get fat from it because, I mean, if you saw me, no one believes I have as many children as I have. You know, I might do my kids on this. My, one of my sons, you know, he was sick. This, you know, we try these things out. You've got to see how, you know, it works in the body. So mm-hmm. those are the oils that I use when I cook. From the research that I've done, that's what I do. It needs to come yeah. from one of the nuts because all the nuts, that's where the good oils are from. Mm. So that's what I tell people to do. Okay. Do you you have any familiarity with with, um, chromatography? I haven't done chromatography in a long time since I was in grad school. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while since I did that. (laughs) Okay. Well, well, I'll I'll check it out. I'll look up the the coconut. Um, uh, We've cooked with coconut before, and I know, I, I there's just some things about that, but definitely I just wanted to see what your take was on yeah. that uh, canola. Well, I do appreciate it, and it was a wonderful presentation. Thank you very much. Thank you. All righty. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. Can you take one more? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay, cool. Let's go to Paula from the 202. Call from the 2030. Greetings. Peace. Peace, peace, peace to the gods. Peace. Peace, family. Yes, Hotep. Hotep, Hotep. Um, quick question. I, I wanted to say, first off, thank you, Sister Dr. Angela, for um, you know for all that you do and the knowledge that you put forth in this in this offering thank tonight. You. 
Um, and thank you to uh, the, the Pills as well for the continued effort, obviously. Um, my question, my question, um, I think we know, I mean, a lot of what you said was, was excellent. We, we, we know that we have to, to eat well and things of that nature, and a lot of us don't, don't know how. But something that I've stumbled upon recently, I think, um, with myself and um, I think many others in our community, is the fact that um, there's also an emotional diet that I think we're also at a deficit within our community. I've noticed that, um, you know, some of our brothers and sisters, we we have a hard time speaking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a hard time loving each other. We have a oh, hard yeah. time treating our significant others correctly, our, our parents, our children, et cetera. And I'm wondering what your thought is um, on that as well, because I know that you're involved or you, you tend to take a, a more holistic approach. And we got a lot of vegan brothers and sisters um, out there who will cut you out, you know, <laughs> at the drop yeah. of a dime. Right. Um, and, and we have some pork eating brothers and sisters, like uh, like doc, doc, uh, like Dick Gregory said, Martin Luther King would would eat a cow's booty, or something like that. I can't remember yeah. what he said. He was one of the nicest men you would ever meet. Um, right. You know, what, where where do we find a balance, sister? I think, um, you know, us operating from that that orientation of lack. Um, mm-hmm. We talk about our finances and the economic stand from an economic standpoint, but we're lacking in love, we're lacking in parentage, we're lacking Absolutely. in many other ways, and that is a type of food. So I, I just wanted to see what your take was on that. Thank you so much, Pills. Peace. Yeah, um, I I I totally agree with what you're saying. It's all connected to me. See, we have to remember, fifty fifty years ago, meat was grown differently than it is today. And remember, you know, you still have to intertwine someone's upbringing, you know, how they were raised, how they weren't raised, you know, incorporating that into the person and who they are. I do believe that we have a huge deficit when it comes to our emotions, and we really don't know how. I'll never tell somebody they don't know how to love or they're not loving because I don't feel I can tell someone that, but I can say that I feel that we don't know the people how to express that love. We don't know how to transfer the love that we say that we have. So, you know, I do feel that the way we eat, it is kind of a direct correlation into the type of person that we are internally on what's going on, meaning, you know, there's times like when I am stressed. I'm the type of person, if I'm stressed out, I cannot eat. So you know something's wrong with me because I can't eat. I absolutely have no appetite. So when I get my numbers read, I'm, you know, doing things with King Simon and stuff, my health is very critical to know my calling because when I can't eat, I can't function. And then I can't do what I have to do. So for me, it affects people in different ways, you know, because, you know, some people have a strength here, they have a weakness here. So all of that is intertwined. So we have to be mindful of knowing our bodies and how we are. We have to be in tune okay. to how our bodies respond to food, how do we respond to stress. If you're the type of person when you're stressed, you go out on the eating binge, you know what I mean? You don't need to have gallons of ice cream in your house to go on the eating binge. You need to have fruit. So you have to know how you operate, how do you function. We have to study ourselves. So this is why what you said is very important. We have to love ourselves. But we can't love others unless we love ourselves first. 
So I do totally agree that we have this deficit, and this is affecting us because why? How many of us are so stressed out with the finances? You know, we got to work two and three jobs. I mean, what? Then we don't get enough sleep. So we don't get enough sleep so we can make this money to do what? Go and buy food that don't even do anything. Because the money, you know, we work in three and four jobs for is not even supplying us with the finances we need to even eat healthy. So I know half the reason we're not eating the way we should is because we can't afford it. You know what I mean? So I feel like this is why we have to pull our resources together like we've done before so that we're not worried about, oh, my God, do we have healthy water for the kids to drink? Can we give this to the family? All of these this matters. So we have to pull together in order to have an effect. Because me drinking healthy water and you drinking your alkaline water, that's not enough. Right. If it's just us doing it. You know what I mean? So we have to, like, come together so we can help each other deal with this emotional deficit that we absolutely do have because it does affect us. See, when you don't have love and you're lacking it, and then we got people who can't even receive love. Right. They, don't even know, yeah. they don't even know what it is to even open up to receive it. They, if you touch them, you touch their hand, they think you're doing something weird. You tell them you love them, they're like, what? You love me? And I didn't even notice that with my students. The love that I've shown them in class literally helps their whole energy vibe, and they want to do the right thing. So I totally agree with you that we have to, you know, the the spiritual has to meet the natural in order for us to be totally, you know, optimistically healthy. We got to come together. And I cannot say one more thing if I'm still on. I don't even know if I'm still on. Hello? Yes. Hello. Okay. Sorry about that. Well, one more thing I was gonna I was gonna say. I remember, um, you know, and I'd like to get your comment on this too. But I remember watching a video. I think uh, Blue and uh, Brother Polite, and I think A.A. Rashid, like a small brief segment. But uh, Brother Polite was talking about how um, his, he he kind of like made a reference or an association with the law of thermodynamics and and when we cook, so mm-hmm. the transference of energy in the food, the way you feel when you're cooking the food and when you're preparing it is totally different at McDonald's than it is when Grandmama used to do it oh, absolutely. back in Alabama. You see what yeah. I'm saying? And That's we kind of, we lack that even to this day. Yeah, we Grandma don't. was an alchemist, yes. Grandma was an alchemist. That's right. Granny was an alchemist, yes. So yeah, we, we need to bring that's that back, too, not only the cooking, but just the, you know, sharing that time, that soul food, the movie exactly. kind of thing, you know. That's right. I totally yeah. agree with that. That's why I can't imitate my own past macaroni and cheese, no matter how hard I try. <laughs> I try all the time. You know, people have their own energy. They put it right into that food. It goes right in yeah. there. It goes yeah. right in there. And you can taste it. But I totally agree with that. And that's well, why it's so you, important sister, and, uh, mothers. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you, sister. And um, I want to say congratulations. Me. Eight kids, that's amazing. So what a blessing. Yes. And uh, thank you for the offering. Thank you, Pills. Peace. Thank you. Peace. All right. That was wonderful, wonderful discourse. Thank you so much. Had a great time. Thank you, our guest. Dr. Angela, let them know, you know, you're going to be in the building. Let them know you're going to be back in Brooklyn, if that Nicholas, I believe, right? 
Well, yes. Um, November 2nd, I should be there. I may have to schedule, but I know if I reschedule, it's still going to be in November because I'll always come up. I relocated to Georgia, but I always come up for Thanksgiving, so I'll definitely be back in November and then in March. So we're going to keep this rolling. So it's on my uh, my Facebook, which is oh, well, what is my Facebook? <laughs> it's Dr. Angela Chantel Anaton. That's my Facebook. Um, Repeat it one more time. You say. Say that again. Repeat it one more time, please. Oh, it's, it's D-R, like Dr. Angela Chantel Anaton. That's my Facebook. And we can definitely reach out to you. Uh, yes. And follow what exactly your movements are going to be in regards to your next appearance. Here in New York City, I'm sure if there are some that heard you tonight, they wouldn't mind, you know, getting all of this information by having direct. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you. Please continue to hold the guard. Um, yeah. You're definitely someplace where the people are in need of this information. Trust me when I tell you, it's going to be very hard to find anywhere in Atlanta that doesn't serve soy. So you yeah. might want to really get just like get into eating, yeah. you know, at home. Yeah. And bring it to into your environment and teaching them quietly, though, because you know you could talk about Jesus down there. You know what I'm saying? You can talk about, uh, uh, you know, the gender bending taking place, but if you talk mm-hmm. about that story, yeah, you talk about that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got, they got the, um, they got the Gestapo out there, so I, I would advise that, you know, you, you kind of like, you know, what I'm saying, do that with your, with some discretion. You feel me? Yeah. You know, but definitely we support you in your endeavors. Please continue to do what it is that you do, and we will continue to support you. Yes, right. you as well. You're doing a wonderful thing. It was wonderful. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. We will definitely stay in touch. Thank you. Yes, we will. And we shall see you whenever you do decide to come back here. Yes. All right? Okay. Okay. Is the NBA can shorten their game? So can we. Then we can shorten our show. There you go. You understand? Uh, that again? Yeah. It's, it's that definitely that time again. Family with Blog Talk wants their tribute. You know what I'm saying? They uh they're coming around like luckily Siano and Maya Lansky. You know what I'm saying? They want it all. They want it all up front. So you know for those that see it in their heart, they want to donate. Tmorpheus at gmail dot com is the PayPal link. People send the finance too, so you can pay these folks off and you know continue to do what it is that. Family, I think tonight was um, it's a shorter show, but it's wonderful. So much information, so much energy, compacting for one short pill, you know, and, and definitely something to think about. And we need your help, family. We need the grant writers, the proposal writers that are out there to step up to the table, come a part of history, help us help you.
of the larger world at hand. You know what I'm saying? Not only those that are right directly in these communities, but those that are without, you know, spread out throughout the diaspora as well. This is the opportunity that we can do all the shit that niggas be talking about. They want to do, but never get done. You feel me? Once again, we're here. The opportunity is amongst us for us to do something like grand. But we need your help, you know? We need the assistance of the family for those that are experts in these particular fields of putting together these proposals. I mean, I feel that, yeah, I feel that it's only right that we include you on this project, you know what I mean, that we bring some of the family in. So this is something that's not just done by me and Blue, you know what I mean, or me, Blue, and Queen Mother. No, this is a family project. This is something that we all need to be hands-on deck, you know what I'm saying? And even when we're doing this endeavor, we still need the, the energy and the uh, energy and, you know, the light of the family. So, you know, when we do uh, come against obstacles, as I'm sure that we will, you know what I mean? Because we're going, we're going against the, uh, we're going against the grain. You know what I'm saying? We're going against the program. You know, because they, they comfortably have, they have us in a certain place. You know, where they want us to be, and I don't know who they is, but it's just, I don't, they might, it might be our lower selves. I don't know who it is. You know what I'm saying? But it goes back into diet goes back into um, society, it goes back into anything. Whenever you want to rise up, whenever you want to get up out of your fallen state, you're going to face no kind of obstacles. But we all, for those of us that work out, for those of us that have been in the gym, we know that it's that heavy pressure that has the best results, right? Back. You want to, Back. You want to get brolic, you got to, you got to bench press your weight and then some. So that heavy weight of, huh? You want to get chiseled. You want to get that resistance. You should welcome that, because the more resistance that you get, only means the greater the results at the end. Pressure busts pipes, but it also makes diamonds. Let's come together. You know what I mean? We could do the history lesson. Don't worry about it. I can keep. We ain't gonna keep you up. We, we're not gonna. You know, we know that that's something that you like. We'll give you that. That's after work though. We had a nice meal after work. We sat down. Broke bread, chopped it up, and everything. We could do that after hours, but during the time of operate the hours of operation, let's go ahead, put these proposals together, put these grants together, and work our magic. That's all I'm saying. It's a small challenge, and um, I feel that. We-